Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus. We're excited to be back with episode 30, the second episode of our God-chosen and precious series. This week, Danny shows us how precious the Lord Jesus can become to us through the examples of the Lord's disciples recorded in Matthew 16 and 26. What things do we value in life? What do we hold precious? We see in the Bible that Jesus was rejected by men, but precious to God. In the Gospels, Mary the Magdalene is remembered for pouring out a very costly flask of oil on the Lord Jesus. Today, is Jesus worth this much to us? Is he worth our time, our future, or even our life? Stay tuned to see how two ordinary people, like you and I, had what they valued changed forever. So, we're continuing this week. So, this is week two on the new series we started, God Chosen and Precious. And so our last series was called As Newborn Babes, where we were in 1 Peter chapter 2. And we're continuing that. And we continued it last week with just continuing the verses after that in verse 4, which is 1 Peter 2.4, which I'll read again. Coming to him a living stone rejected by men, but with God chosen and precious. And so Jake shared from this last week about Jesus Christ, the living stone who was rejected by men, but with God, he's chosen and he's precious. And so we're going to continue this week with this, especially even with this utterance of being precious, Jesus Christ being precious to us. And even considering, if you've heard of sense of value, or what do we value? So every one of us being born, we we value something, something is important, some things are more important, some things are less important. Even the, the dictionary definition, it's that something we, we regard with its importance, its worth, its value. And so we esteem some things and other things they have less sense of value and they're not as important to us. So maybe a classic example that's been given, it's like if your house is on fire, what, what are some things you run in and would get? It's like you have limited time. Things are burning up. What's valuable to you? What would you get? So hopefully we value human life. So if anyone was in, in the house, that would be a priority. Get them out of the house. But okay, outside of there, then even materially, there's things it's like, I guess in the olden days, maybe it's still some today, not as much, but like maybe pictures, people would say, well, you know, get pictures because they'll be lost. But now it's like everything's digital. But would it's like, would it be your gaming console? Would it be a diary? Would it be your laptop or a computer? What's something that you would value in your, you know, if you ran in to grab? It's like, so there's things that your sense of value differs from someone else's sense of value. And all of our values, even you would say, are shaped in, you know, just how we grow up, the culture, the world we live in, and also 
we, we choose. We can have, a, we make a choice of what we value. And so in this verse, it's talking about Jesus or coming to him, which the him is Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but with God chosen and precious. And so Jake spent a lot of time even last week emphasizing with God, Jesus Christ is precious. He's the chosen one. He's the Messiah. He's the precious one. When he was baptized, even the heavens were open and God himself declared, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I have found my delight. So with God, it's very clear. He loves his son. His son is precious. Jesus Christ is so precious to God. But the contrast here, but with men rejected by men. And this is very clear in, even in the scriptures. You have, there was, there was a point where Jesus is, is taken and he's taken and he's brought into custody after the Sanhedrin. He's brought in under Pontius Pilate the governor. And so he brings out Jesus and he brings out a murderer. And he asks the people, who do you want me to release? I got a murderer and I got Jesus. And the people cry out to release the murderer. And then he asks, well, what do you want me to do with Jesus? And they cry out, crucify him. So this is how much they valued Jesus Christ. A murderer has much more value in their eyes than Jesus. Jesus, he's the lowest. He doesn't just deserve to die. Give him the worst death possible. Crucify him. This is how men, this is how they value Jesus Christ. And not just at that time. This is still how the world as a whole today values Jesus Christ. Many of them disregard him, have no care for him. Maybe your friends, family, um, many times like TV shows, music, all the things around us doesn't have much regard, much importance, much value of Jesus Christ. Actually, there was, there was this one time I was um, at UK University of Kentucky, and we were we set up a table and we were handing out Bibles, and so we're handing them out, and one of the professors comes up to the table, and she realizes we're handing out Bibles, and she's like, "Ugh," she's like, "You're giving out Bibles? It's like, are why don't you grow up? Can't you? You're still in fiction land in fairy tales." You, you could be doing something important. You could be doing like a political movement or something. But you're giving out Bibles. And she walks away from the table disgusted. And so obviously her value of Jesus Christ, of God's word, very low. And this is how many in the world view Jesus, that they reject him. But what about us? What about us as his believers? Where does he 
fall on our sense of value. With God, he has the highest place. God's sense of value is Jesus Christ is at the top. He's precious. But what, what about with us? And so I just wanted to go to a few sections. First, I want to start in Matthew with Peter. And so this is kind of a famous portion. So it's Matthew 16, and then starting at verse 13. So now when Jesus came into the parts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but you, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in the heavens. So here you have his disciples, and he's asking, who do, who do people say that I am? And so they give off all these names. And then, but he's asking specifically, who do you say that I am? And Peter realizes, you're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. But Jesus' response to him was, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because this was revealed to you by God, by the Father. He revealed this to you. He revealed something of Jesus Christ, who he was to Peter. Something of his preciousness, was revealed to Peter at this moment here when he saw that this was, this was Christ, the Son of the living God. So Peter didn't always have this re revelation. He didn't have this realization concerning him when even Jesus first called him. And we even see, I want to take you to another portion in Matthew, so this is a little bit, so Matthew 26, 6 through 13. Now Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leopard. A woman came to him having an alabaster flask of ointment of great value. And she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. But when the disciples saw it, they were indignant or angry or upset or frustrated saying, why this waste? For this could have been sold for much and given to the poor. But Jesus, knowing it, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has done a noble deed to me. For the poor you have with you always, but you do not always have me. For in pouring out this ointment on my body, she has done it for my burial. Truly I say to you, when at wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what this woman has done shall also be told as a memorial to her. Abby here. 
Next Saturday, October 8th, Christians on Campus will be coming together with the church in Fairborn for a bonfire at Caesar Creek State Park. Join us at 7 p.m. for games and fellowship around the fire with other believers. Check our Instagram for details. Hope to see you there. Back to Danny. Jesus is with his disciples. They're in a home, and you have a woman. Other accounts tell us who this woman is. Mary comes in, and she has something very valuable, very costly. Even it says here, of great value. It's it's an ointment, an alabaster flask of ointment that is very expensive and very costly. And she pours it on the Lord Jesus. She pours it on his, his head. And the other accounts in the Gospels give us more details of even her just not only pouring it, but her tears and how much she is just pouring out on the Lord Jesus. But when she's doing this, the disciples get angry with her. Now you think, these are the disciples. These aren't just like people out in the world. These are the disciples who like left everything to follow the Lord Jesus. And they've been following him for years. Not just anyone. But when they see this, they're like, you're wasting. You're wasting this on him. But even consider this word waste. It's like, it means that Jesus wasn't worth it wasn't worth what this precious ointment, that it was, it was costly. It was expensive. But they're saying, he's not worth it. It's like, why don't you just go pour it in the trash? If you're going to pour it on him, he's not worth this amount. This is too costly for him. But this is Jesus Christ. At, even at this moment of following the Lord, they did not have the same sense of value that God had concerning his son, Jesus Christ. That to them, Jesus Christ was still not as precious as he was to God. And so in this, in this story and in this case, you see that they're angry, they're upset because their sense of value is not where it should be. But what's so encouraging is they don't remain this way. Actually, they go on, the Lord dies, He resurrects, He appears to them again, He enters into them, and they go on actually and go out proclaiming the gospel, and every one of them dies as a martyr. They're martyred. So then eventually the Lord Jesus he becomes so valuable to them that he's more valuable than their own life. They would rather lose their life, forsake their life, not deny him. That's how precious he became to them. At this moment, still ointment, still costly ointment was more valuable than the Lord Jesus. But they were brought to a point where even their own life wasn't worthy to be compared to Jesus Christ. That's how valuable, that's how precious he became to them. And just as we saw with Peter, Peter didn't always have the revelation of who this one was, but God gave him this revelation. God opened his eyes to see Jesus Christ and how precious he was. 
And so to say this, because what about us? Okay, so we've got people in the world or unbelievers that don't care anything. But then what about us as Christian, as believers? No matter where we are, we have to admit, we don't have the proper sense of value. Our sense of value doesn't match God concerning Christ. But our hope is it can. As Christians, it should and it can. We saw it with the disciples. And we've seen this even not only just with the disciples, we've seen this throughout church history. So many people have been martyred for the Lord Jesus. He became that real and that precious to him. Actually, what, one time, it was, it was last year we were covering, we, we went through just a lot of stories about martyrs from a book called Jesus Freaks. And one of those, I won't go into all the details. Actually, it was really even hard for me to read it the first time because it's, it's hard to read those accounts. But there was an account in North Korea, and I think it was 1950. There was a group of believers that had been caught. They, they were, had an underground church. They got caught, and they were told by the authorities, deny, deny him. If not, this is what would happen, that they, would have gone, they had to lay out on the street, and they brought out a steamroller, and they it's always. It's always a tough story to tell. But they brought out a steamroller, and they said, "Deny him, otherwise we're gonna run you over, laying down." And so they they sang as they were being ran over a love song to the Lord. And this is how precious the Lord Jesus became to them. He was that precious, and he can become that precious to each one of us. But there's just, we can do things, even in these verses, we can do things that he can become that precious to us. One, as we've been covered from last week, from the last series, we can grow. As we grow in our Christian life, as we grow in life, the Lord just becomes that much more precious. Our sense of value changes. My, my son right now, he's 19 months, and he loves tearing things up. If I give him a piece of paper, he'll tear it up. If I give him a tissue, he'll tear it up. He loves tearing it up in little pieces. If I give him a $100 bill, he would just tear it up because it would be fun to tear up. He has no sense of value of a $100 bill. But as he grows, he will realize, wow, in this world, a $100 bill has some value to it, more than just being t torn up in little pieces and thrown around. So growing. The other one is what we just said and what we have at the beginning of 1 Peter 2.4, coming to him. That in our life, in all kinds of situations, we can come to him. When things are terrible, when we're struggling, we can come to Him. When things are wonderful and good, we can come to Him. Throughout our day, we can come to Him again and again. The more we come to Him, the more He's revealed to us, the more precious 
the more real, the more living he becomes to us. And our sense of value changes. And also, we can ask God, the Father. We can say, God, I want, I want to have the same sense of value. I want to see how precious Jesus is. Would you do this in me? Maybe right now, we're all at a different point of how valuable he is to us. But we could ask God. This can be our prayer. I want to have the same sense of value. I want to value Jesus just as you value him. Put this value in me. Open my eyes like you opened Peter's eyes to see how precious Jesus is. We can have these three things, no matter where we are, we can pray, we can ask God, we can go on in our Christian life growing. And the more we grow, the more sense of value we will have. And we can keep coming to him as a living stone. Even though he was rejected by man, with God, he is chosen and he is precious. Didn't the accounts of these two disciples make the Lord's preciousness clearer to you? Throughout the ages, believers in Christ have seen his preciousness and been willing to give up everything because of their love for him. Sometimes we feel more like the disciples in Matthew 26, who haven't yet seen that Jesus is worth more than any material thing. As we grow in Christ, however, our love for him and our appreciation of his preciousness grows too. When we taste and see that the Lord is good, our perception of his value will change. This motivates us to keep coming to him in his word and in prayer throughout our lives. By coming to Christ and by seeing the faith of other believers, his value is made more real to us. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and share it with others. Next week, join us for the first part of our next series, The Journey of a Christian. We will be going back to the Old Testament to see how the journey of the children of Israel is a picture for our Christian life. <music>